Welcome to Under the Feathers Podcast. We're super excited to uh, release our first episode here for all of our listeners. Um, You know, this podcast brings so much uh, to the table, all the way from baseball to life to, you know, the great outdoors, mostly focusing on the waterfowl world. Um, I'm one of the hosts of Mad Duck Outfitters, and I'm also joined here by my partner, Logan Campbell. What's going on, guys? Good to be here. Um, but we're just going to go to a, you know, a brief introduction of, of kind of the men behind the mic uh, to give you all a better rundown of who we are as people. Um, and, you know, just a short little bio of our goals for this podcast, what we like to do for a living, how old we are, where we're from, and all that stuff. So I'll let Logan kind of start us off uh, from the great, great state of Michigan. What's going on, guys? Uh, like he said, Logan Campbell grew up in the great state of Michigan. Um, for all them blue fans out there. Um, pretty excited to be on this podcast. Always been wanting to do this for a while. Was able to create a relationship with Chris kind of throughout our process as uh, getting TJ together throughout baseball. And obviously, uh, we created a company called Mad Duck Outfitters. And it's brought us to this point. We're on two microphones and uh, telling our story. So I'm pretty fired up to be here. And uh, little, let's just dive deep kind of into where I'm from and how I grew up uh, like I said from Michigan got up uh, got into playing baseball when I was pretty young um, was very fortunate that it brought me to uh, playing professionally for quite some time and then uh, obviously from the hunting side I uh, got into hunting when I was in high school with some good buddies and uh, haven't put the gun down since so just kind of going off that, guys, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm fired up to be here, and I can't be more excited. So uh, I'm going to pass it back over to Chris, kind of give him an introductory. Yeah, guys, I mean, for all you uh, baseball fans out there, uh, I'm currently living out my dream in the big leagues with the Minnesota Twins. Um, made my major league debut in 2019 uh, with San Diego Padres, but um, I'm from the great state of Texas. Uh, for all you Texas bred out there, y'all know what I'm talking about. We do it different. Um, we should be our own country by now, but it is what it is. We live in a crazy world. But um, 20, just turned 28 years old, um, kind of like following what Logan was saying. You know, we, uh, me and him have been wanting to do a podcast ever since we started up the Mad Duck Outfitters brand and uh, super excited to talk about that on this podcast as well and all of our goals and dreams and visions uh, that come with that. But, you know, for me, I got into baseball ever since I could walk. Um, You know, having two older brothers, I hated losing, and they never let me win. So I had to learn real quick to to, uh, throw it harder, run faster, lift stronger, whatever it is, um, you know, to make sure that I can get ahead of them. But I would never take that back. So shout out to my brothers for picking on me at a young age. Um, Single mom growing up. Uh, I love telling my story, you know, moved all over the, the state of Texas, um, was kind of the new kid on the block, so made a lot of friends growing up, and uh, was very fortunate to have a couple uncles in my family that got me into hunting at a young age. Uh, for me, it was actually, you know, more just uh, white-tailed deer hunting, um, got into exotics every once in a while, uh, and then, you know, when I got drafted, I, I started to explore the outdoor world, and was uh, fortunate to get the opportunity to go up to Arkansas with a buddy of mine and uh, outfitter called Ducks and Dogs and uh, went on my first guided hunt 
to kill some ducks and man i haven't looked back since and uh you know me and logan met a couple years ago um uh, you know going through tommy john surgery i say a couple years ago it feels like that but it was actually uh the beginning of 2022 or 2023 um i've slept a couple times since then so y'all bear with me but uh for the for y'all that don't know what tommy john is it's a elbow repair um for for the baseball world out there, it's it's actually fairly common surgery nowadays. Uh, it takes guys anywhere from 12 to 18 months uh, to get back out on the field. So, you know, it can be tough times. You know, almost like you get stabbed in the back. It's a feeling that you know you're away you're away from the game of baseball for so long, and and uh, you know some doubt starts creeping in about your career and is it over? You're going to be able to play again away from family there's just a lot of adversity that goes along with this surgery and um you know I was very fortunate to to kind of take Logan under my wing um he just turned 24 years old so having a little bit more um leeway in this game I guess you could call it a little bit more knowledge I kind of just looked at him from afar and I was like man this guy has what it takes his work ethics there I'm just going to help him with the mindset a little bit and and just keep him positive and Man, the rest is history, man. We we started going fishing to Lake Okeechobee on Sundays, and personal BB PB was caught. By the way, Lake Okeechobee. Hey, what did what'd you catch? It It was uh, I think it was eight point nine, but I think the scale was broke. I swear that sucker was a teener. But uh, might have to release that video. By the way, I might. That would it's be out, it's out on your Instagram. Of course, it was the day before a tournament, um, so it didn't even count. But uh, a lot of good memories with Logan on Lake Gosh. Okeechobee. Um, unfortunately, old 1994 Skeeter is having some issues, so she's she's put up in the shop collecting dust right now. But uh, who knows? We might be able to bring her out next off season and get after him. But um, we might have to dive into some of those stories on Lake Okeechobee. Oh, dude! How gritty we were! Eight to ten hours <laughs> on the water with not catching a fish, sleeping in the tents. <laughs> Y'all should have a lot of good stories with that. Should have saw the first night we uh, slept in a puddle, but we won't go too far in that. Maybe we'll <laughs> save that for another episode. Yeah, but um, you know, it was it was just kind of a divine appointment. You know, meeting Logan, uh, we have so much in common outside of the game of baseball, and same vision for for hunting and especially waterfowl. So we we started this company, Mad Duck Outfitters, and for all of our listeners, you know, under the feathers podcast. This is our first episode, like we said earlier, so we're just super excited to just dive in a little bit and uh, just talk about baseball, talk about hunting, fishing, you know, just life, having a good time, and uh, go from there. So I guess I'll kind of start us off with uh, all of our listeners. Um, you know, this episode is, we really wanted it to be the introduction, um, but we're also going to use this time to to break everything down about, you know, what we're currently doing down here in in the great state of Florida, um, 2024 spring training is about to be upon us, I think six days and counting. Um, so me personally, I'm super excited to get back out on the field. Um, I was able to get my feet wet a little bit last year um, in playoffs with the Twins and uh, have a little bit of success. And and uh, just super excited to be able to put my cleats on and, and toe the rubber again. And, and uh, you know, my biggest goal is to obviously stay healthy this year and just go out there and compete and have fun. But um, I think me and Logan talked about it briefly um, before we hit record on this episode was, 
you know, just our goals and visions um, for this podcast. And I'll kind of let Logan uh, pass the pass the baton off to him and he can kind of tell you all what our goals and visions and and all that stuff for this podcast and and uh, Mad Duck Outfitters. Yeah, I mean, kicking it right off kind of what he said is at the end of the day, this is a Mad Duck Outfitters podcast, um, you know, based off the name Under the Feathers. Uh, the meaning behind Under the Feathers is kind of just diving more deep into, you know, waterfowl baseball. Um, that's kind of how we came up with the name. Um, along with uh, Mad Duck, shoot, we could probably go into the story of how Mad Duck started. Um, kind of kind of started off the fishing trip, man, back in the, back in the TJ days, we're going to call it now. Um, we uh, head into a trip and kind of one of the first times me and Chris went out together and we brought up that we both have a little passion for hunting and this and that and he told me about his arkansas trip i've never been there hopefully that changes this next off season but um he's like man one of my goals would probably be to start an outfitter and i said i've always dreamed of doing that but you know having baseball the number one priority i've never thought it would be possible but we're currently almost a year into mad duck outfitters and i'm i'm fired up there's nothing really holding us back um we got a lot of goals got a lot of visions and we, we're running I'll dream with a dream within a dream baby that's one of our slogans yep dream within a dream i, I mean breaking that down um kind of say it from my point let you take it um dream within a dream is kind of like what i was just saying i never thought that you know i could run an outfitter or start a business while i'm chasing the game of baseball um obviously being in the minor leagues i was uh you know trying to chase the dream of being a big leaguer and uh when i met chris and he's kind of showed me the way of how to become a big leader, big leaguer mentally, you know, understanding what it takes and this and that. And he's like, man, if you can have anything that, you know, can take your mind off of baseball at the hard times, you got to, you got to chase that. And that's become mad duck outfitters for me. Um, when I'm having those hard times, I was, I'm able to pick up that goose call or duck call and blow the shit out of it. <laughs> and, um, I annoyed him for a little bit just because I knew how to blow a honker call and he doesn't. So <laughs> I still don't know how to blow that dang call. <laughs> he gets a little jealous, but hey, he learned how to cluck this past week. And now I'm the one getting annoyed because it's out of tune. But <laughs> uh, no, I mean, the dream within a dream. I mean, we're uh, we're able to chase the baseball side of things and chase the ducks. And uh, I, ever since this started, I mean, I, I haven't looked back. And I'm I'm super excited. What do you got on that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, what Logan was saying is, you know, looking from the outside in, you know, nobody – I've never had a B plan in life, and I've tried to teach that to Logan is, you know, no matter what it is, if you have four different dreams that you're chasing, you know, they're all possible. You just got to prioritize, you know, your main main dreams first and let your secondary come, come next. Uh, and we kind of just got to talking about that of – of just the sacrifice that it's going to take um, on our on our end um, for Mad Duck Outfitters and baseball in general, but we have the best off season for it. You know, we we play baseball from February to October, hopefully November. For all you Twin fans, we're we're trying real hard to go to the World Series, so y'all be patient with us. Uh, but normally it's February to October, and then obviously uh, for all you waterfowl hunters, y'all know it gets it's time to get down and dirty in November. Texas Teal starts in September. Um, so it's kind of a win-win for us. You know, we get to, to have a, a completely different lifestyle during the season, away from family, 
you know, a lot of traveling. Um, obviously, I'm living out my dream. Logan's chasing his dream of, of making it to the big leagues. But then I get to come home to family and friends and, and enjoy life, but also get to go kill some ducks, harvest some geese, you know, all the things in between. Just build those relationships. And I think that that just goes off of our vision and goal for this podcast is we just want to show you guys that we're just real people and, you know, we have a lot to learn. We don't have all the answers, um, you know, for for waterfowl, for baseball, and uh, life in general. But we're just real people, and, and we'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. And we're super excited to get special guests on here one day, uh, baseball players, you know, other outfitter guys. Uh, we're Me and Logan are big on Goose Gossip. Oh, Levi, you know, he's done a hell of a job on that podcast and kind of is getting us fired up to start ours. But uh, Logan's calling my name over here, so he has something to say. Uh just kind of kicking it back a little bit. Um, Chris was talking about, you know, we're, you know, what it takes and this and all, all that. You know, you know, this is possible, guys. And I think uh, for all those guys out there that are playing baseball or, you know, starting a, a waterfowl company, you know, chase it. Don't stop. Don't let anything stop you. There's always a, there's a will. There's a way. Isn't that a saying? Absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously having a partner like Chris you know mentality side of things you know he's not going to give up and I know that's something that's awesome that I've been able to learn from him is you know just don't give up there's always there's always things to chase and whether that's baseball or hunting or any other hobbies that you guys want to chase just do it it's 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 fun it takes your mind off things gets you something to do um nonstop I'm thinking about mad duck Heck yeah, me too, man. It just it makes it fun to be able to come home after busting your ass all day at the field, and here we are sitting at a dining room table in in Florida, you know, starting our podcast. You know, we just try and enjoy the moment, guys. Um, I, I'm a big believer in that as well. Just live life in the moment. There's so much noise nowadays, and so many distractions, and people comparing themselves to the guy next to them or the gal next to them. Just, you know, put your head down, enjoy the moment, whether that's friends, family, you know, if you're an independent person, you know, finding hobbies and just enjoying life. But uh, kind of going back to the vision part of, of this podcast, there's just so many routes that we can take and talk about that for hours. But we really want to focus on kind of the younger generation, um, but, you know, the elderly as well. You know, there's no there's no correct answer for that we just we want to show everybody that we're real people we want people to be open up to us and and just let out their life story and tell us baseball stories and baseball questions and and all that but uh, I think the vision part of it is very important for you guys to know you know who we are behind the mics and uh, looking forward to also possibly doing some live streams and, and getting out the old video camera I think uh, kind of going off that it goes back to the vision is like we're trying to build a community I think the community part of Mad Duck is what we're, what our part of our goal is. You know, we have a baseball community, that baseball fan base that follows us, especially Chris, you know, being a big leaguer in, in the Twins org. And after his TJ process, you know, a lot of, a lot of people forgot about you, you know. I think, um, you know, when, when you came back from TJ in that first appearance, man, everybody was like, who's this? And then you, you showed them who you are and what it, what it takes. And I think that's cool. And then obviously from the waterfall industry is, you know, 
a lot of people talk about, you know, it's a dog eat dog world in the waterfowl industry. You know, we're, we're trying to change that. We want to be people that create relationship with other outfitters. You know, you come out, hunt with us, we'll come hunt with you and just create this community that where it needs to be. Um, and I think a lot of that stems from us, you know, our love for the game of baseball and all the camaraderie in that. Um, we can have rivals. Absolutely. Um, but let's keep that more for the baseball side of things. But I think seeing success of other outfitters is awesome, man. I mean, there's enough birds to go around for everybody. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ex- after, I'm going to be after that band though, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have not shot a band yet. You know, it's just part of it. You know, if there's enough to go around for everybody, I guess we all have a band, but that's what, that's what makes us chase the birds even more is, you know, getting that the ring on our finger absolutely i think it's pretty cool too is uh you know kind of following up what logan was saying is you know we look up to to many different outfitters as well one of our top being loaded timber um you know listen to some of their podcasts on goose gossip and you know it, it sounds like that they're trying to do the same thing over there just bring the community closer um instead of you know who can throw out a better spread and get more ducks to you know, to lock up in front of them, which don't get me wrong. When they lock up, it's time to get dirty, baby. Uh, Freshly new to the goose. Yeah. The I goose mean, hunt. Logan took me on my first goose hunt uh, this past hunting season. And that kind of goes into, you know, for all the people wondering where Mad Duck Outfitters is going to be held. It is going to be held in Texas. Um, it's going to be northwest Texas, you know, Lubbock, Plainview, Amarillo area. Um, the flyways just keep getting better and better over there. And uh, very fortunate to getting some permission on some properties, you know, this past hunting season with some farmers up there and just continuing to grow. Um, you know, me and Logan have learned a lot and uh, looked at each other at the end of the season and we're like, man, we thought baseball was hard. You know, being able to wake up at 3 a.m. and I'm not a morning person. and Gosh, waking know. this guy up is not the best thing, but <laughs> luckily he's better about shooting ducks and geese than just waking up for, uh, you know, Monday morning coffee. <laughs> He's a breakfast in bed type of guy for all those people out there wondering. <laughs> but I think it just, we just learned so much about what it takes to, you know, flage blinds and, and to try and get, you know, our buddies, we don't have any clients yet, but just trying to take out, you know, farmers, kids and our buddies and family and just put them on birds and seeing their experience, knowing that we put in that effort to, to make it happen was that's what it was about for me, um, and I'm sure Logan can can echo that. But I think, too, is the challenges that goes with it. Is it's so relatable to baseball. You know, baseball is a game of failure, and duck hunting is kind of too. You know, we we don't limit out every time we go hunting, which makes it makes you get up at 3 a.m. and be like, man, I'm hungry. I want to go after those birds. You know, they they we have to be doing something wrong. Let's see if we can change something up, move spots, scout. You know, flage blinds blinds better. Um, be a better shot because Logan's a terrible shot. <laughs> uh, let's but, not get into this. But I think, you know, he can kind of echo what I was saying of just the challenges that the waterfowl, um, you know, hunting world brings to the table is I'm, I think it's so cool that we can relate to that because, like I said earlier, baseball is a game of failure. You know, if you fail seven out of ten times, you're in the Hall of Fame. Um, so we just kind of keep our head on straight when we – just have that in the back of our head when we when we go out there and we're working up trying to you know put our buddies family 
eventually clients on birds and just have them enjoy that experience and, you know, having having a story to tell uh, for the rest of their lives. Kicking off that, I mean, we're uh, we're professional baseball players at the end of the day. Um, We always talk about, like, you know, we're trying to start this outfitter. You know, we're not we're not coming out the gate saying we're the best out there and um, we don't want to give off that vibe either. You know, we're going to fail. We're we're hopefully we don't skunk, but that's you know, that's always a possibility. We can't predict these birds and we've learned our we've learned our ways around uh hunting. Luckily, we didn't skunk this year. You know, we've had those one or two bird hunts, you know, but that was on a learning experience. At the end of the day, we walked out of that field with that one bird and said, "Man, could have done this better last time or hey we should have scouted the field longer and seen where the birds picked up and went you know um there's a lot of learning in waterfowl you know it backs backs up to the baseball side of stuff is you know we're here in a professional atmosphere because all the stuff we've learned throughout our career we've been playing baseball how long you been playing baseball shoot i've been playing baseball for at least 24 years (laughs) i'm right i mean he's older than me so i'll say at least 20 um, you know, we have that experience in baseball. We can say we're professional baseball players. And if you have, anybody wants to come on here and ask us questions about baseball, we'll be able to tell you everything, every single thing about it. Um, yeah, we don't have the answers to how to throw a hundred miles per hour, but nobody has that. And that kind of kicks back to the waterfall side is we're not professional waterfowls, but hopefully by the time, you know, we hang up our cleats when it comes to waterfowl, we will be professionals and know the ins and out of Hey, why'd this bird do this? And I, I think that's, that's what I'm excited for. That I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm hop. I hopped on this train this early. We're able to learn from the get go and learn as we go. There's a lot of, a lot of old. It's an older generation crowd in the waterfowl, but I love seeing the younger generation, kind of myself, uh, get into the waterfowl, and it's just awesome, especially from the media side of things, and just seeing people add a new art to the waterfowl industry, you know, kind of all started with a uh, duck commander, um, back in the day when he started recording all of his videos, um, old school videos. I think that's where people really started falling in love with the waterfowl, especially watching birds work. And, uh, I'm, I'm just excited to build our brand more from the mad duck outfitter size side. So what do you got? Yeah, I think, uh, going off what you said there towards the end about you know, I, I feel like waterfowl, the waterfowl industry is an elderly crowd, but I feel like over the years, the past, let's say two to five years, it's it's really, ever since, you know, social media really started going off and everybody's trying to post that badass reel or that badass TikTok to... Shout out to all the photographers out there, man. Y'all <laughs> make us jealous when we're scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to set up three GoPros and two tripods for our phones and one of them falls over because uh, the wind's 20 miles an hour, whatever it is. So uh, kudos to you guys. Um, y'all don't get enough credit because without you guys, there would be no badass videos. Um, Stay tuned for Mad Duck Outfitters videos and pictures coming. Yeah, we got... That's what I was kind of going towards is uh kind of flip over you know the topic to some of our good this hunting season we talked about all the challenges and you know kind of the bad and all the learning experience that we had this year but what was pretty cool is we uh we partnered up with black coles who's our uh, marketing agency for black or for mad duck outfitters um sean and asher two individual guys that um work as a team uh one's a photographer one's a videographer 
and uh, we got them. We got them to come out at the beginning of December, and uh, let me tell you, it was uh, it was a headache because they were supposed to come in on Thursday uh, to Lubbock, Texas. Flight got you know turned around back to Dallas because of fog. They got a rental car, drove five hours north to us. Luggage didn't come in, so they had to wait until Friday morning. They finally got their luggage. We touched down, did a evening hunt Friday Friday evening um, in Plainview, and uh, we were like, man, we had it set up. We had 2,000, 3,000 geese in the field ready to go Friday morning, and uh, obviously out of our control. Um, and everything just happens for a reason. Saturday morning rolls around. The good Lord bless us. <laughs> let me tell you, that was the hunt of a lifetime for me uh, so far in my hunting career. And uh, when I say, you know, I've always been a duck hunter. That almost turned me into a goose hunter real quick. Uh, just, you know, we had never seen 3,000 birds in front of my face. And, you know, group after group, circle after circle, just doing us dirty while getting it on film um, was, was pretty special. And for all of our Mad Duck uh, outfitter lovers and followers on Instagram, we appreciate you. But y'all stay tuned for um, some cool content coming out over the next couple months. Uh, it's going to get dirty. It's going to be sweet. Uh, it's currently in post-production, which takes a little while. And obviously we have to edit some things and put together a cool little portfolio, um, you know, for these next seven months. But uh, I think the cool thing about that was being able to share that experience with, you know, a lot of our guys on that, on that hunt. You know, we had Mason mason garcia a big another big person in uh mad duck outfitters which chris you kind of bounce off that he's your cousin yeah so actually nephew yeah uh, mason garcia he's gonna be a big part of this he's actually a senior in high school so he's uh you know he's he's still got his good he's asked to get his feet wet a little bit more but um he's very passionate about the this business and and just duck hunting in general and we, he got to go up there because uh, they were on i believe they were on christmas break um, you know, at that time he's in high school, like I said, he plays baseball shortstop at, uh, you know, in Bryan, Texas. But, um, you know, I think the coolest part about, you know, this mad duck outfitters thing is, is I get to bring family, family and friends, um, with us, you know, and, and grow this community. We have a couple of friends of ours and family that are interested in, you know, joining us and, and making this thing blow up. And uh, Mason Garcia, my nephew, is going to be a big part of it. But, you know, Logan also said, you know, we got to put birds in front of people's faces that have never seen. Never. Never seen birds do that, including myself. And I think I was the only one that was close to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just an unbelievable experience, uh, you know, that Saturday morning um, with all those videos and photos that, you know, Black Coles was able to capture. So I'm I'm super pumped personally to to receive those in our Dropbox and, and check those out. I wish I was definitely in that sitting next to all the new newbies out there because I heard nothing but good things. These boys were eyes were bigger than their <laughs> <laughs> bigger than their mouth when it was open. I mean, but you know, it, it was cool after the hunt, you know, we're all standing around a six man limit and all of them just big smile on your face, especially us. And kind of goes into, um, being a guide now i think it's it's a totally different experience being the hunter or being the client um growing up i you know i've i was able to be a part of a group that 
you know, we all, it was just more of a fun hunt and we're all a big part of a team. But when you take out clients or friends and you're kind of the one in charge, it's a different experience and it means more when you get to put down birds and especially for of that caliber and being able to watch people experience something that they may never see again. And just the smile on their face after a volley of 400 geese drop in on our face and yeah. just the, these guys, it's, if you're an outfitter and you're a guide and you don't enjoy that, you must like something else in the hunt. Cause I enjoy that a lot. Um, I'm excited to see more of that as mad duck grows for sure. Yeah. I think, uh, me and Logan kind of hit on it a couple days. Um, you know, we made multiple phone calls to each other on our drive from Texas to Florida, um, you know, 22 plus hours in the car and truck, uh, you get bored. So obviously we talked about baseball and mad duck and life. And, uh, we were listening to a podcast on goose gossip and I think it was, uh, I forget the outfitter. It was somebody up in North Dakota, I believe. Um, and he just talked about, you know, how important it was as, as a guide to, you know, your gun stays in the safe. You know, your job is to put these, put, put your clients on birds and just have them, you know, have a story to tell and an experience that they'll never be able to forget. And I think that that's, you know, looking from the outside in this year, yeah, we had our fun hunts and we also got to enjoy those moments with 10, 11, 12 year old kids and making sure gun safety was first priority, dog safety was first priority, calling these birds, getting them to finish, running out, setting up the spread differently, you know, checking wind on the app, just making sure we're doing everything we can correctly to put these kids and, and our friends and family on birds that they've never never been able to experience and like logan was saying that saturday morning where we got a six-man limit um you know you see nothing but smiles and and joy across the board and uh you know as as our outfitter grows being able to hang up our guns and and do that for clients and and have those special experiences that's what it's about because you know all these posts that we're going to have on on our page and stuff we want the clients to be like we killed those birds you know logan and chris or mason or whoever it is that's going to be our guides in the future you know they didn't have any guns on them you know it was, it was strictly us they were shooting wounded birds finishing them you know they they had every opportunity to kill these groups in front of them that we were able to get finished you know to finish these birds out there's just so much that goes into it um and i'm super excited to you know obviously be a founder of of mad duck outfitters but also have logan on my team as well all I got to say is if we put 400 birds into a client's face and we only walk away with two, it ain't our fault. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. And what, one thing me and Logan were, were talking about, uh, we want to get those, what are they, the track cams or? Tack cams. Tack cams, cams on our guns yeah. just because whenever someone claims that band, <laughs> we have video proof. Because everybody, when they see a band, everybody's like, yeah, I shot him. Mine, yeah, I shot mine, him. mine. mine. <laughs> We find a Nemo over here, but uh, yeah, guys, we just, I think, uh, I, I kind of want to go into, uh, you know, another big part of, uh, our outfitters, our dogs. Um, I know, uh, Chris, you got two dogs this off season. Um, kind of got a cool special dog in our, in our outfitter. Um, kind of go off that. I don't want to introduce your dog cause he's a killer, man. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's talking about, uh, Tex. He's a British black lab, purebred. Um, got him from one of our breeders uh, as well as my trainer up in, 
uh, north, I think it's northwest Arkansas, uh, north of Fayetteville area, but it's Breeze Hill Retrievers. Uh, for all you dog lovers in that area, y'all go check him out. He does a hell of a job. Might uh, be a guest. Yeah. Love to have him yeah, on. Yeah, definitely a guest. Uh, he's been doing it for, you know, 20 years. He has a lot of patience and, and knows what it takes, um, and he just loves being able to, you know, see the growth of these athletes um, that have four legs and gets to go out there and make our life a lot easier because I'm not jumping in water that 25, 30 degrees and, you know, you got a group working in front of you. Um, it's pretty cool to, to have a dog to my left, um, you know, and I'm super excited to see how Tex turns out next year. He'll be – I'll pick him up in October um, at the end of baseball season and he'll be about a year and a half, a uh, year and seven months seven months with the trainer i believe seven yeah seven eight months i drop him off in arkansas which yeah i know it sucks you know being away from opportunity from man. your best friend but um that's just what it takes to have you know a, a champion style dog you know a, a hunter champion obviously a master champion would be awesome and the grand champion would be even better but um that stuff doesn't happen overnight and it it costs money and it takes a lot of time to to get your dog where you want it to, but um, can't forget about old Deuce. Uh, Deuce. Deuce. Uh, he's my German short hair pointer. You know, and I know a lot of y'all are probably just like, what in the world? This is a duck outfitter and they got a GSP. Uh, you know, most of those dogs are flush, you know, they flush birds, pheasants, quail, all that stuff. But uh, let me tell you, as long as it doesn't involve water, Deuce is going to bring them, whether it's a small bird, big bird, doesn't matter. Um, so he got the, a runner. That boy's on him. This <laughs> he's dude, on Deuce him. is fast. Yeah. Uh, but if it's in the field, you know, if we're hunting a, a freshly harvested cornfield or a wheat field that, you know, is a, is a crop, a cover crop, uh, late season, whatever it might be, you know, if we're hunting field, Deuce is with us. Um, and just being able to have options, you know, because eventually we want to grow this business to have three or four guides out there you know with with clients um so obviously starting an outfitter you can't you got to have all your all your eggs together um in the basket you know you can't have one dog and you know expect logan to go out there and retrieve all the birds um and me being in charge of tech so that we have two dogs right now my goal um next hunting season is to possibly bring a third one into the family um that's fully finished so he'll probably be about two he or she i don't know yet um two to two and a half years old fully finished ready to go um so that'll be super exciting as well and being able to to learn from logan um with breeze hill retrievers is also yes his name is logan as well uh <laughs> but he he just taught me a lot of you know just the basic commands and how to cast your dog correctly and and how to you know not put that pressure on them to lose confidence you know you you, you kind of have to start from scratch and it does take a lot of patience, but I think the biggest thing that I've learned uh, training my dogs and, and keeping them up is is the consistency. You know, taking an hour out of your day to you know just do the basic commands and and casting your dogs and let them let them hunt these blinds or you know retrieve birds at certain blinds. Um, you know, so they gain that confidence and and obviously it's it's just a happy place for me being a a dog owner of of three. Um, just being able to get out there and, and enjoy the moment with these dogs and watch them grow and, and know that my hard work and their hard work is going to pay off and, you know, getting nothing but compliments back from, from friends, family, and, and clients eventually um, is also, you know, it's really cool. Um, 
you know, getting feedback from them. I've been, I've been around a lot of, a lot of good dogs, um, trained ones and not trained ones. And, uh, when, uh, when Chris told me that he's going to have a GSP as a retrieving dog, I, I kind of looked at him. I said, really? And, uh, shoot, that first day I met Deuce, he had a personality. I don't know if all those GSP owners are out there. <laughs> Woo-hoo! <laughs> Uh, they, uh, they have a personality and it, it's cool watching him being able to have that personality outside of hunting. And then as soon as we get in the field, it's, it's impressive. Um, all the, the, the training that goes into a dog that Chris has done and Logan, um, for a GSP to be able to lock in. And especially when it's go time, like he knows, and he impressed me this season for sure, especially in the field. Um, I've seen him retrieve some I mean ducks that duck I mean or geese that were pretty dang far away that I thought he would lose sight of or wasn't able to catch up to and boy he brought it back and it's just awesome seeing that and uh Tex coming right behind him I mean he's got a big brother to look up to but I think Tex has a little more in him oh absolutely <laughs> I'm fired I mean, up for that yeah, I hope he doesn't get Deuce's personality because them two might get in trouble together. Yeah, Deuce is a crackhead. Um, but when I went up to Arkansas uh, at the beginning of the last year, when I say last year, I meant beginning of hunting season, uh, is that, you know, one of Logan's um, requirements is you have to run your dog through all of his training. Um, he just he likes the owners to be able to know exactly how to command your dog and how to get your dog to listen and and just gain that confidence with your dog because it's not just the, you know, you got to have confidence um, behind the gun, behind the e-collar, whatever it might be, um, just like that dog does. So being able to run through, you know, all of his finished dogs last year, you know, I love Deuce to death. You know, he's he's my dream dog, always will be um, with the GSP. But, man, whenever I got to see, you know, Texas mom and dad, and I got to work with those dogs, you know, those, those British black labs, they're just, they're, they're just bred different, man. They're just so passionate about, you know, waterfowl, um, the water, you know, casting them. They're just, it's, it's hard to explain without seeing it in person and, and doing it for yourselves. But, um, for all you dog trainers out there or, or dog lovers or, you know, or in the process of training your dogs, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I think, uh, you know, it's just, I'm super excited to just see, the growth of, of Deuce and Tex over the next couple of years. Um, and something that I did this year, which I thought was pretty cool, is I recorded, you know, I kept track of every retrieve that Deuce, you know, Deuce brought back to the blind. Um, just a reminder of, like, man, it's pretty cool whenever you can look down at your phone and see that a GSP retrieved, you know, 150 birds this, this season. Um, and many more that he could have, but, you know, not pressuring him in those low temperatures and when we hunted water and, you know, everything in between. But uh, want him to love it still. <laughs> yeah, we, you, you don't want to work your dog to death. You know, you still want him to, uh, to wag his, his crackhead tail in the mornings um, when you put him in the crate. And when you open that crate, it's, it's go time. Um, they're short-haired a, for a reason. They ain't bred for that cold yeah. weather. Um, but boys shaking the whole ground, <laughs> flushing the birds away. Yeah, but it was it was really cool to see um, just the growth of Deuce and and kind of my hard work as well as Logan's uh, hard work um, up there in Arkansas this past you know this past hunting season in Plainview, Texas. So um, I'm excited to see him back. Oh, I'm absolutely. fired up. Absolutely. Once we uh, 
kind of get towards the end of uh, baseball season and hopefully uh, Chris has a ring on his finger, you know, we get to drive up to Arkansas and hopefully during that process, we'll definitely get video for you guys just to show what goes into those hunting dogs, um, the passion behind them. And obviously from the training side, and you know, that might be the opportunity where we get to sit down with Logan and just kind of tell us, you know, what is, what has he taught them during this off season or their in season of training? Um, so I'm fired up to be able to go up there with you and kind of see that, um, especially the caring that I took for Tex, kind of seeing him grow, um, just to be able to hop out of that truck and see that goofy boy uh, turn into a, a man. Right, absolutely. So I'm fired up for sure. Absolutely. Um, well, I think that we're going to wrap this episode up, guys. I think we're right over probably the 40-minute mark. I'm um, not really sure how long we've been going, but, you know, um, it's been awesome, guys. We're Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, is this is our first uh, first episode that we're going to release um, probably in a couple weeks after we learn the ins and outs of, of PodCastle, I believe, is the, is the software that we're using. Um, but just wanted to, you know, all the listeners out there who made it this far, just wanted to say thank you guys, and we would love y'all's feedback on, you know, things that, y'all want us to talk about more or things that we need to talk about better, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but we just wanted this to kind of be an introduction, um, just about me and Logan and, and our dreams and visions for this podcast, as well as, you know, our outfitter, Mad Duck, um, that's, you know, going to be launched in 2025. So make sure y'all stay tuned to that. But, um, I'm going to leave y'all with a, with a word here. Um, hold on, hold on. Let me get a little, (laughs) Now, kind of going off what Chris said, I, I, I'm excited to do this. Um, we're trying to keep it real with you guys. You know, we're trying to show the baseball side of us and show the hunt side of us and what it all takes. And uh, hopefully you guys gain some knowledge from us and also let some knowledge go away that's also not <laughs> part of it uh, that we don't want you guys to take. But um, like I said, take this with a grain of salt, anything we say or do. You know, we don't know everything, but we know some things and we're excited to bring you along the journey of Mad Duck Outfitters and being able to tell you who we are and what's going on on Under the Feathers podcast. Absolutely. That's a that's a very good point, man. And, uh, you know, obviously super excited to, to be across the table with you on the other mic and just tell our story and bring special guests on as, as we grow with this podcast. But um, I'm going to leave you all with a word, and that word is sacrifice. And that's what it takes to chase your dreams whether it's baseball whether it's a nine to five ceo job whether that's you know you want to be the best outfitter or best uh waterfowl hunter you could possibly be and if you can remind yourself the word sacrifice eventually you will get there so um thank you all again for listening to under the feathers podcast and uh, y'all stay tuned for episode number two oh baby how long